Welcome to the Dynasty Oasis podcast. My name is Matt Newts. You can find me on Twitter at Nasty Newts, N-A-S-T-Y-N-E-U-T-Z. With me today, Josh Adkins. Um, Josh, what is your Twitter handle? Uh, well, I'm running the show's Twitter handle at the moment. It's at Dynasty Oasis, uh, and I am also a writer at Dynasty Nerds. You can find my work at their website. Uh, new guy to the panel here. Uh, we got Danny Higgins, our third member here. He wasn't around for the uh, launch, but uh, Danny, how you doing tonight? Pretty good. Thanks for having me on, guys. Been uh, looking forward to getting a podcast up and running with you guys for quite some time. Avid fantasy footballer since 1998. Go by the air balloons. Uh, big time LSU football fan. Go Tigers. Currently living in Chicago by way of Minnesota. Skull Vikings. Looking forward to it, boys. It should be a blast. Uh, we've been planning this for a while. It's good to get all three of us together for the first time and actually doing this. Uh, we're very excited about this. Hopefully it translates to interesting football talk for you guys listening so welcome aboard danny uh glad to have you here it should be a lot of fun absolutely today we're recording um after the first game has already been played we watched the chiefs and texans last night um pretty uh pretty fun way to start the year um i thought it was uh a pretty smooth game um i was expecting a lot more maybe pre-season-y feel to it. So I was pretty happy to see low penalties and, uh, you know, maybe not the most competitive game, but at least uh, seemed like a regular season game to me. How about you guys? What would you think? No, I felt very similarly. And, uh, you know, it it, uh, very quickly uh became obvious that the the Patrick Mahomes-led Chiefs are just going to be a force this year. I just... The way that, that Edwards Alar ran, I just don't know how this offense uh, uh, gets stopped at this point. It's um, it's uh, it seems like a unstoppable force. Danny, what do you think? I'm not gonna get carried away here and call the Chiefs a uh, repeat champion by any means, but football is back. It was exciting. Uh, it definitely had a regular season feel. Um, and you are correct. Uh, Andy Reid has an elite quarterback for a very long time. Uh, they're going to be uh, certainly in the playoff on year after year. And hope, hopefully an elite face shield um, next week. <laughs> face shield was not elite. Uh, very sweaty, um, which you come to expect from a man like Andy Reid. He has a lot of swagger, and uh, I think he pulled it off, actually. I take back everything I said. That was great. Um, so, yeah, the rookie that we watched yesterday – uh, CEH, a lot of hype going into the season, going first round in most redrafts, obviously the 101 in almost every dynasty rookie draft. Um, you know, there were some negatives. Uh, the goal line carries, maybe not his fault though. Um, you know, way too early to overreact to anything like that. But from what I saw, it looked like a pretty electric, exciting running back in that system. It's just going to be scary to watch, I think. Um, anyone that got a share of him in a long-term dynasty play, it's got to be feeling pretty good right now. Well, and vindicated if you took him in the top eight or ten in, in redraft this year, too. Um, oh, and, you know, sure. Going back to the, you know, the goal line was the thing that I think everybody, sh- you know, should be a little alarmed about. And and to your point, I don't know that it's all his fault, 
Um, certainly he's short in stature, but you saw in one of those late runs uh, in the game, I mean, he's willing to run into contact and break tackles. Um, I just saw, I mean, one play, he makes a great spin move, gets blown up. Um, they ran right. a trap on, on one of the first chances he got inside the goal line, and it was just, it was never there. It seemed to me like they treated him like a every down workhorse back between the 20s and then tried to scheme things up for him in the red zone. And I don't know if that's because they don't think he can do it in short yardage or if that was just, you know, they, they're they creative with their play calling. They like to do that sort of stuff, but it did not work last night. And so um, it, it appears he's got the goal line role until I see otherwise. I mean, that's incredibly valuable, but uh, I guess a little bit of pause there. Yeah, I'll go on yeah, that situation here. I mean, as someone who hasn't missed a snap, out of Clyde Edwards Hilaire uh, for two seasons now, dating back to his collegiate uh, years uh, at LSU. There was some pride by that Texans defensive line, down 11, one minute left, fourth quarter. I mean, they, they threw the kitchen sink at him too. So this wasn't an easy ass for him to punch it in at the end. Uh, he did make a couple guys miss in the backfield, but did get hit pretty hard after. Uh, but throughout the game, get the, bo- get the guy the ball in some space. Looked exactly like he did last year. Translates right to the NFL. It's going to be fun to see him with Andy Reid. Yeah, and that's where uh, I, I I was most excited watching him is when he did have the ball in space. Uh, you know, just shifty. You know, a lot of people were comparing him to Brian Westbrook, and I think that was pretty fair. I saw a lot of the way that the old Eagles offense used to run with Westbrook. I kind of saw some shades of that, and – you know, it's going to be pretty exciting. Um, it's going to be a real tough team to beat, especially adding a guy like that to the fold. Uh, really, the only thing that, in my mind, can slow the Chiefs down this year is, you know, a significant injury or two. Agreed. But they're just so stacked, you know, speed to burn. Every guy on that offense is incredibly fast. We didn't even see hardly anything about Mecole Hardman. What Do you make anything of his lack of just being out on the field it seemed like demarcus robinson had him out yeah no he was clearly fourth in the pecking order um and and i think that should give redraft owners uh, a scare certainly but robinson dropped two passes too didn't he two touchdowns um one was kind of yanked out a little bit but yeah awfully run heavy so um, you know, I, I think maybe he was in more for that purpose. I don't know. I'm trying not to get too carried away. We saw Watkins do something similar last year. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm not getting carried away. Certainly not in Dynasty. Danny, do you have something you wanted to say? No, I'd agree. Um, that Watkins played well. You know, in the end, Mahomes is going to get the ball to the guy who's open. And uh, last night was uh, Watkins and Tyree Kill even struggled to get up until the end of the game. So it'd be a well-balanced team. All right. And then on to the Houston side of things, um, actually quite a bit uh, of interesting stuff going on on that side of the ball. Um, we saw the debut of David Johnson. Um, I kind of wanted to talk about him tonight. I'll bet you uh, do. I'll bet you do uh, after this. My shares aside, the contract I... league. <laughs> yeah, my shares of DJ aside, I think a lot of people, and rightfully so, savaged that trade. And I'm not going to say it was a smart trade or a good trade just off of one game. But I think we saw a little bit of the old David Johnson. And if that's what yeah. they're going to get, at least for this year, you know, may, maybe getting a second round pick for a guy that 
the Cardinals just had to give a massive contract to and David Johnson it might actually be a little bit more level of a trade than we initially thought um, but not to get carried away too much on that regard just one game one thing I wanted to stress is you know you do want to watch these early season games to see if your opinions were validated but if you felt a certain way and it didn't you know work out week one I wouldn't go crazy and start dropping guys that you drafted in the seventh round um you know try and get a little bit of a larger sample size but it's also you know you can see certain things that maybe translate just a a small sample size and the thing i saw in david johnson was he looked like he did 2016 pre-wrist injury at for the most part at least 90 percent of that i saw him making cuts i saw him making some missed tackles, looked a lot faster than I remember. Pretty excited to see that. So uh, did you guys kind of see what I saw, or did you see it a little differently? Well, there was certainly one or two times where he he stuck his foot in the ground, and he he didn't look like the plotter we've seen the last couple years. Um, It didn't look like him and and Watson had much of a rapport yet in the passing game, but I think that that will come, and, you know, he's certainly a, a good player in that regard. So... Um, yeah, I certainly had nothing negative to say about, I mean, the only bright spot basically for that Houston performance last night, Danny. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, love Watson. I think he's going to have another great year here. Uh, at the Texans as a whole, I, I think they might be playing catch up in quite a few games. Yeah. I think that bodes well for fantasy production uh, out of Johnson this year. Uh, I we, thought he did I'm pretty sorry, well. I don't mean to cut you off. What do we pin that on? I mean, they seem to have some good players on defense. Is it is it poor scheme? I mean, do they not have good? I mean, the secondary seems to be a little bit of an issue, but I'm, I'm in agreement with you. They're going to be trailing a lot, and uh, if the, the play calling is as passive as it was in that first game, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I worry about whether think, Watson can overcome this. To me, they kind of seem like almost a team that was just built on paper. Like a lot of guys that would be better in a situation that was better suited to them. I don't see it as a cohesive unit, kind of like you alluded to. I just see guys like redundancy all over the place. You're looking at Brandon Cooks, Randall Cobb, Will Fuller, like a lot of redundant skill sets there. They really needed a different archetype in that group. And, um, it really showed that Will Fuller got something like 31% of the targets. Um, yeah. He was, he was, uh, you know, eight catches, 112 yards. He actually was another bright spot to me. I thought he looked pretty good minus that one drop. But, um, but yeah, Brandon Cooks, Randall Cobb, barely involved at all. Um, I just, it's, it's a weird team. Um, a team with a high volume of potential outcomes but so much so many guys with injury history there i could see that thing falling apart pretty quickly i think my main concern with the texans is deandre hopkins for years has been the guy they go to to move the chains you saw it last night in the first game first drive fuller misses a back shoulder catch great throw by watson that's hopkins all day twice on sunday i'm not too excited about this texans team i'm not a fan of o'brien um they really haven't developed. I mean, when was the last time they made a first-round pick? A lot of these guys have been <laughs> traded for. They've just, you know, you know, you can see some of this stuff coming apart. So in, in a lot of ways, Matt, you're right. They have kind of put this team together on paper. Well, how you know, about the seat? What's the – does he – I mean, if he makes the playoffs this year and loses in one game, I mean, is he on that out of a seat where he's still out? Well, certainly – 
Certainly, he's uh, he's got to be on the hot seat as a personnel decision maker. Um, oh, I don't yeah. know what his official personnel job title is, if they technically named him GM or not. But I forgot if that. Holy he, cow, O'Brien has control of that front office. Yeah, he <laughs> cannot be the GM after this year, no matter what. Um, yeah. But as a coach, he might be out of a job, certainly, if they don't at least get to the second round of the playoffs. It would not surprise me at all to see him looking for new work um but yeah danny kind of to backtrack what was their last first round pick i'm trying to figure that out i want to say it might have been kevin johnson from uh wake forest the cornerback we were talking years ago yeah that would have been 2017 2018 yeah what year was fuller 2016 fuller was the same year as uh treadwell i want to say but i could be mistaken sounds right to me but yeah either way they trade away first and second round picks like it's candy so yeah definitely a team that i don't love uh, i don't love the way they're built i don't love the way they're coached but they certainly have players that i enjoy watching so it makes it all the more frustrating um is there anything else that caught your eye on that game last night danny that maybe we haven't gotten to yet i specifically the offensive line for the chiefs looks like the real deal uh, I think you can kind of see that the Chiefs, um, they're not going to let Mahomes get injured this year. They're going to run the ball. And they're not going to do it just with Clyde. They're going to have multiple running backs coming at you. And they're going to play a little bit more power football. Uh, they can score with the best of them. But I think they're going to try to milk the clock this year, really dominate the clock. Uh, try to start playing more championship-style football, which is really, really uh, troubling coming from someone who doesn't want to see the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. So, uh <laughs> That was one thing that really stuck out to me. And yeah, I'd like to point out the inverse on the Houston side. Um, I'm wor- I was most worried when it looked at when I looked at the Chiefs coming into the year at, at how are they going to get pressure on the quarterback? Um, and they had almost no trouble getting to De- Deshaun in two, three seconds. Um, yeah, he was scrambling. You know, they to, to your question about when's the last first round pick. Well, the, they they gave them all up for Laramie Tunsil, and he doesn't True. seem to be a, 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 a you know he wasn't the answer. I don't think he's a bad player by any regard. I think he's one of the better tackles in the league, but he didn't fix everything for them. Titus Howard is, you know, waffling at this point of whether or not he's a starter long term. Um, and so I, I worry about that that offensive line on the Houston side. I mean, I don't want to be super negative on Houston because it was the Chiefs and it was at Arrowhead coming off a Super Bowl win. Um, but it, Texans fans should be a little concerned. Yeah, I certainly would be if I were a Texans fan. I would not believe in the direction of that franchise one bit right now. But they do have one of the... You know, the things so many teams wish they had and a franchise quarterback who just got a massive contract who, you know, even though numbers didn't suggest that he played very well, I thought he did, he just about made the most out of what he could have with, like you said, the pass rush that was coming at him. He scrambled to keep stuff going. He really showed a true leadership mentality to me, trying to keep every play alive, made some really good throws and some throws that he didn't get paid off on. I thought his one back shoulder throw to Fuller early in the game was, you know, perfect pass, put it only, only where Will Fuller could have made that play and a play he probably should have made. And I know he had another throw kind of just like that. I think maybe in the third quarter, I'm 
blanking on who it was too. It might have been Cooks, but I was actually pretty impressed with Watson despite not having the greatest stat line. What do we make of Jordan Akins for tight end premium? I mean, that dunk yeah, that was move a... was pretty slick. Watson found him yeah. on that seam route. Um, he looked kind of slick out there to me. Um, yeah, that was another he's... guy I wanted to yeah. Yeah. Yeah, go bring ahead. up. Is, uh, I didn't know much about him, to be honest. Like, pretty minimal knowledge, but I was he was one of the guys that I was kind of blown away by his physique. He looked like a, you know, prototypical tight end that you would build in a lab. And, yeah, that move, that juke move he made was – pretty nasty yeah this is one of danny's words but i you, you know use it for players he looked a little bit spidery danny would you kind of agree yeah i, I could agree with that <laughs> a little spidery third round pick yeah i mean i didn't know much about Eakins either you know um but he only had a couple of targets last night yeah that team might be in trouble i'm telling you i'm looking at that roster right now and it's just uh but he gives them something they don't have to your to Newt's point earlier about the redundancy of that offense. I just, um, you know, I'm not saying you, you need to, you know, run out and blow your entire fab budget. But um, in the tight end premium leagues we're in, we're going to be putting in some bids for for Aikens this week. Absolutely. Sure. Well, I think everyone in the world is sick of seeing Darren Fell score touchdowns. So. <laughs> Well, Darren, he caught one on a, on a designed little flat route on a boot action play where, where Watson dropped it down to him. Oh, man, he looked just slow. He looked cooked. And I, I mean, he's yeah. never been a terrific athlete, but boy. No, not at all. It, yeah, he's applauding, to say the least. Um, but yeah, the one thing you had mentioned to uh, me and Josh er- earlier today, Danny, um, is how impressed you were by Kalechi Assemble. Um I just certainly noticed that myself watching the game, but I'm not a great offensive line mind. What really stood out to you about Osemele last night? Just that physicality. Uh, I think uh, when I have been evaluating the Chiefs previously, one of the reasons why I haven't been a true believer was the lack of physicality up front. Sure, they can score. I'm not a believer in that type of scoring. I know, Josh, you probably would argue uh, – uh, that's the way the NFL is moving, but um, I've always been a believer in building up front, and they surely look physical. And that's yeah, the Col- type of element that he uh, he brings. I'm not the biggest Collinsworth fan, but Collinsworth did a great job of pointing him out a couple times last night. He was uh, he played a whale of a game, and uh, you know, good for uh, Larry as they called him on the broadcast, I guess. But uh, mm. you know. Uh, he filled that spot well, and you're right. He gives them a a level of of strength that they maybe didn't have. Maybe not the quickest guy in the world, but yeah, he can push people around a little bit and get a little nasty. Yeah, get a little nasty. Everybody, every line needs one of those guys. What one last thing about the Chiefs, and this is more of a you know overall take here. They are going to dominate that division. They are the most seasoned, experienced, physical, talented, maybe across the board at almost every single position in the division. Uh, I'm calling it. They go 6-0 in the division this year. Yeah, I could certainly see that, especially with the recent uh, injuries the Broncos are dealing with. Sutton, hopefully not a long-term issue, but losing Von Miller for the season really makes their defense a liability, I think, so... We're going Derwin, to Derwin in Los Angeles too. Yeah, similar story there. Sorry, yep. I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, you're good. 
Um, yeah, so Chiefs winning that division almost seems like a sure thing. But there are a lot of other interesting teams in that division. I certainly look forward to watching a lot of their games this year. Um, do you guys have any last points on that game last night that you want to make before we move on to Sunday's slate? Just that it was great to have football back. Yeah, it's something we've all needed and been looking forward to for a long time. So uh, why don't we uh, take a little short break here, and then when we come back, we're going to start breaking down, you know, every single game that we're looking forward to over the weekend, kind of lightning round style. So stick with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Dynasty Oasis podcast. Um, so now we're going to move on to Sunday's games. Uh, super excited for first full slate of football all day long. Um, so what we're going to do now is we're just going to kind of go rapid fire game by game. One quick thing we're looking for, maybe, um, you know, a new player, a new coach, uh, old player that you just want to see again, something that's got your eye. What's got your eye on the Vikings Packers game, Josh? Uh, Well, if I can uh, refer back to my article uh, real quick, uh, tight end physical graffiti found on Dynasty Nerds. One of my favorite uh, players in terms of low sample size, but potentially in for a bigger role was Irv Smith. Um, And with sort of some of the camp news about Justin Jefferson, um, I'm interested to see how much Irv Smith is going to be asked to shoulder because I think it's a good... Uh, matchup here against the Packers. I know they had a Christian Kirksey, but that was a defense that was exploitable against tight ends. And uh, aside from just being a Vikings fan, and I think we're all excited to see that one in that regard. Um, that is a, a specific matchup I'll, I'll have my eye on. Oh, for sure. And we're all Vikings fans, so we'll be joining you on that game. Uh, Danny, I want to have your thoughts. What are you looking for in the Browns-Ravens game? Man, great game here. Obviously looking forward to seeing J.K. Dobbins' debut. Uh, really interested in seeing how he fits with that scheme. Um, Lamar Jackson's just one of the most electrifying players in the league. He's going to keep doing what he does. Uh, on the Browns side, I think this is a bounce back year for the Browns. Uh, they really addressed their major issues on the offensive line. Last year, it was nothing, nothing to evaluate. Baker couldn't stay in the pocket for more than a couple of seconds. So I'm excited to see how Baker progresses this year. Uh, Jarvis Landry, Odell should bounce back. Um, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, to be honest, and I, and I expect uh, a lot of big-time names to show up in a big way. Yeah, it should be a really fun game. Um, I'm going to do the Jets-Bills game. Um, I'm actually, you know, it's a game most of us probably would have skipped without much mention in the past, but I'm actually really intrigued in this Bills offense. Uh, can Josh Allen take the next step forward? Um, Stefan Diggs, new to the team, former Viking, traded over to them for a first round pick and Podcast more. Um, yeah, I'm certainly. Uh, now for all of you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Josh is a monster Diggs fan. Um, loved watching him in Minnesota. Want to see what kind of connection he can make with Josh Allen. Also, the thing that maybe has me most interested is their running back tandem. How that plays out between Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. I'm a uh, I'm a big fan of Zach Moss. I really want to see how he fits into that offense. Uh, On the Jets side of things, nothing too crazy. Just kind of want to see if Le'Veon Bell is 
any in any way rejuvenated um how that passing game works out if darnold can maybe take a step forward but uh moving on from that uh josh um anything that interests you in the eagles uh washington football team game yeah, there's obviously a bunch of things that interest me. Um, certainly seeing how the tight end uh, breakdown is going to go for uh, the Eagles is, is interesting to me. But I guess if I had to pick one thing, it's going to be uh, A, Dwayne Haskins, and, and can we see some maturation from him in his second season? Um, and and Terry McLaurin. Um, I'm really excited about Terry McLaurin, um, and uh, I think it's a good matchup for him. Uh, this week, so uh, those would be the uh, two top of my list. Josh, uh, right any on. any excitement for uh, Logan uh, Thomas there? Tight end. Uh, you know, I'm not crazy about him. I know I've heard a lot of hype about him recently. I'm uh, I'm lukewarm. He's gonna have to prove it first. Certainly a good athlete, and I've heard they're gonna use him potentially in a wildcat uh, sort of role potentially early. Um, so if you're really looking for a deep sleeper, potentially in redraft, potentially in a two tight end league, maybe, um, okay. and certainly a guy who could be rostered, um, at this point, but, uh, I'm lukewarm. Okay. And, uh, Dan, you mentioned to me earlier, um, that you had your eye on this Colts Jaguars game. You want to kind of expand on why? Yeah, I think it's the best offensive line in the league that the Colts have. Uh, really looking for them to just pummeling that Jacksonville depleted defense. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of Marlon Mack up front. I cannot wait to see what fresh legs and Jonathan Taylor can do to that team in the second half. Um, really looking forward to seeing Rivers with the type of offensive line that he needs to get the ball out. Uh, he hasn't had that in the last five years over in San Diego or now the Las Vegas Chargers. So, uh, looking forward to that. On the Jacksonville Jaguars side, I cannot wait for Gardner Minshew to come back in that game. That's all he does is come back. Uh, <laughs> DJ Chark is probably going to get a ton of targets. Um, James Robinson might get some touches, so I'm excited to see that. I know we've been talking about him. Uh, I actually watched his uh, his game against uh, North Dakota State last year, and he had a bit, pretty big run. So, uh, Young team, exciting on the offensive side for Jacksonville, but Really looking forward to seeing Old Man Rivers take down that game. Help, awesome, help yeah. Maybe some of the listeners out from a redraft standpoint. If you have to pick one or the other for this week, uh, are you taking Marlon Mack or Jonathan Taylor in this matchup? Oh, I'm taking Jonathan Taylor. Okay. Uh, yeah, the second he Glad hits the field, that. I think it's uh, it's it's going to be ex- explosive. Uh, I hope Marlon Mack does the dirty work, and I hope Jonathan Taylor comes through and just dices him up. Beautiful. Um, and I'll take the uh, NFC North showdown between the Detroit Lions and Chicago Bears. Uh, maybe the final ever start for Mitchell, Mitchell Tabriskie. Maybe, uh, maybe not. Who knows? Maybe he learned something this offseason, put on some weight, some muscle. Uh, probably not. He's probably still awful. But either way, uh, mostly uh, just interested in watching this Lions offense, a team I was actually kind of high on. Uh, got a lot of shares of Stafford, a lot of shares of Galladay. Unfortunately, it looks like Galladay won't be playing. Um, and Danny Amendola, questionable, I believe. So could we see some Quintez Cephas, um, guy that I really liked as kind of a deep sleeper. Uh, I'd like to see him get some action early and just kind of see if he can take his game to the NFL. Also on uh, the Bears side, I'm kind of curious to see if David Montgomery shows me anything. 
Um, guy I was really high on as a rookie coming into the league, but was pretty disappointed in his results last year, hoping that maybe he can kind of re-vindicate my early take on him last year. Uh, basically, more interested in the Lions than the Bears, but either way, um, should be an interesting game that I'm definitely going to want to get some eyes on when I have the time. Uh I think we got three noon games left. So, uh, Josh, uh, take your pick between Raiders, Panthers, Seahawks, Falcons, or Dolphins, Pats. Which one of those three games interests you? Uh, I'll take one of the harder ones, I think, to find something to really root for. And I'll, I'll go with Carolina and Las Vegas. Um, and I think the easy thing to take – oh, I'm sorry. I think I, I took one of Danny's favorite ones here. Sorry. Uh Teddy Bridgewater is is what I'm excited to see. I know this, Danny. Do you want to step in here and talk about Henry Ruggs no, or I, Brian you know, Edwards? It's, it's not even. I wanted to talk about Joe Brady, new offensive coordinator. Oh, okay. Absolutely dominated the collegiate. Coming from the Saints, went to LSU, put together a record offense. Brings in a new quarterback, a new system. DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, Teddy Bridgewater. I'm looking forward to this Panthers team. Um, I think it's exciting. Their defense is definitely going to force that offense to score a lot of points. Um, and then, obviously, the Las Vegas out of the house. How can you not be excited about what they've done in the offseason? So. Yeah, I think we're all excited to see Henry Ruggs. I mean, uh, and, and I know we give everybody a little taste of how much you love Brian Edwards. I, I love Brian Edwards. You know, I, I wasn't uh, the biggest fan, but, man, I am starting to really fall in love with him. Uh, acquired him in a few weeks now actually just about every league i, I could say yeah. uh, you know they're going young um and i think it's going to take a, a season or two for them to get it really moving but uh it's going to be rugs and edwards on the outside that's uh that's what they're they're lining up with week one absolutely all right since uh danny kind of stepped on your touchdown call josh uh do you want to do <laughs> C- seahawks falcons uh yeah that'd be great um i guess the easy one here for me is Russell Wilson. I mean, he's one of my favorite players in the league to watch. Um, I, I really don't understand why he doesn't get more love. I think he's probably my second runner-up to win MVP this year. Um, never has had a losing uh, season as a Seahawk, as, a, as an NFLer. Um, I'm really excited to see if he and DK and Lockett and some of the things they've done at running back. You know, DJ Dallas is a favorite uh, of, of mine. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to see if maybe this offense can finally uh, step up and really, you know, lead and carry this team. Um, and uh, I'm also kind of excited to see their linebacker, uh, Jordan Brooks, uh, along with uh, Ken or Kendricks. I'm sorry, Wagner. Um, and so I'm excited about the Seahawks. Yeah, step in here, Dan. Uh, special uh, shout out to DBU LSU Jamal Adams and that Seahawks secondary bringing the Legion of Boom back as well. Uh, Seahawks trending up. And eventually this will just become an LSU podcast. Uh, <laughs> Pretty no, much. Um, well, I'll move to Baton yeah. Rouge. And... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the one point I wanted to make on Seattle is, you know, sometimes old and boring uh, Seahawks, nothing really changed there. But so people kind of get a little disinterested. They, they want to uh, glob onto new fancy toys, but same old Seahawks on offense, pretty much. Uh, so, but that being said, there should be a lot of a lot of good fantasy production to come from there. So don't sleep on your Seahawks. 
And uh, I'll take the final noon game, uh, Dolphins-Patriots. Definitely a lot to pay attention to here. The debut of Cam Newton in New England. Um, Something that people were speculating on all offseason. Why haven't the Patriots gotten Cam? Why is Cam still unemployed? And all all the early hype out of New England camp is that Cam has looked amazing. They named him team captain. Um, Seemed to be very excited about Cam. They have even stated that they expect him to be able to run. So that's actually what I'm most interested in. Is Cam Newton going to run the ball? Um, if he if Cam Newton runs the ball and runs effectively, he becomes a must-own quarterback. You know, top five, top ten at the bare minimum starting quarterback in this league. So I definitely want to see how he works out in Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels' offense. Um, on the Dolphins' side, no Tua yet unless something happens to Fitzpatrick, but still nonetheless, uh, new running back in Jordan Howard. Um, uh, guy I'm really high on, Mike Jacecki at tight end. Um, definitely want to kind of see how that offense evolves while they wait for Tua to take the realm. But uh, mostly interested in watching Cam, um, seeing how he fits into New England. Uh Let's move on to the afternoon, three o'clock slate of games. Um, I know Dan, you're a, you know obviously massive LSU fan, and why not have you bring us the Bengals Chargers for the debut of one Joe Burrow? I just got goosebumps thinking about it. This kid is so good. Uh, I've been uh, telling people about Joe Burrow for quite some time now. Um, I think he's got a really, really special future. Not a single team in the NFL. Brought in as much talent this year with the uh, debut of not only Joe Burrow, but Jonah Williams on that offensive line. Uh, They got T. Higgins coming back, A.J. Green coming back, Zach Taylor in his second year in that offense. I think this is going to be a team that's coming around. I've liked what they've done on defense. Uh, They're not going to win the Super Bowl. But I think really they they, they definitely have done a lot to to look forward to. So uh, really looking forward to Joe Burrow's debut. San Diego. We'll see what Tyrod can do. You know, they'll be a middle-of-the-road team this year. Uh, obviously, he's going to be able to pick up some yards on the ground. It's exciting. I'm excited to see what Hunter Henry can do. I'm a little bit more bullish on Henry than most. Um, yep, yeah, look, looking forward to it. I think the Bengals pull this one off. Beautiful. Uh, Josh, do you want Cardinals Niners or Bucks Saints? Uh, I'll take uh, I'll take Cardinals Niners. Uh I'm I'm really excited to see Kyler Murray. I know he was a, a, a film film guy for you, nudes last year, so you've already gotten to see plenty of him. I, I'm really excited to see what him and this offense look like, um, and then additionally, what what San Francisco looks like as a whole um, in terms of mental makeup after the Super Bowl. That is one of the toughest things in sports is to to, to rebound after losing the Super Bowl. Um, I think the last, like four of the last six have gone below 500. So um, I'm excited to see how Jimmy and, and, and George and the rest of that offense uh, and, and defense can, can, you know, bounce back from what was a tough, tough Super Bowl loss. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, I watched two Cardinals Niners games uh, on film from last year. Um, certainly an interesting matchup uh one i would like to get my eyes on again too uh time permitting but yeah kyler sophomore season how's he gonna look uh we'll find out this sunday um and probably the marquee game this weekend uh the debut of one tom brady um facing the new orleans saints in new orleans um it's gonna be a slobber knocker um (laughs) 
I, <laughs> thanks, Jim Ross. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, Super Bowl champions of the offseason. Uh, let's see how well that translates to the regular season. Uh, running back committee of Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones, among others that may or may not be factors. Uh, but certainly want to see how the running game plays out. Uh, the, I, I still think Ronald Jones ends up being the running back to own in that franchise, but we'll, you know, we'll see if Fournette has some extra motivation for not even making it through his rookie deal before he got cut. Um, Mike Evans is out. Am I right on that? He, well, he's doubtful. Would you, would you start, uh, would you start Leonard if you were, you know, you had to, or is it, uh, where would you kind of, I know you don't do ranks, but kind of give me a range where you're starting him or sitting him. Yeah, fortunately, I don't have to make that decision myself. But uh, if I um, was choosing between him and um, maybe like a Kareem Hunt or a guy that's not or a Marlon Mack or Jonathan Taylor, a guy that you're just not or Zach Moss, even a guy that I talked about earlier, Devin Singletary. Mm -hmm. If you're kind of looking at that uh, range of guys who have a lot of talent, but maybe not clear on their workload, I'd still lean a lot of those other guys, to be honest. I would be looking for maybe a Marlon Mack or a Zach Moss type play over a format. So probably just, an RB3 for the week. For yeah, yeah. 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 Real borderline flex play for me that's um, that's where i'm at too but I was had just he had just one more was... week of practice leonard fournette <laughs> lsu former lsu player going back to new orleans played a lot of big games in that superdome in his career i think this typically would be a big spot for mr leonard but uh he's pretty okay. new to that organization Right. Well, and I think it's fair to give this game a little bit more time than the other games that we've uh, just kind of rapid fired through because I think this is the one game that's going to get the most eyes out of all of them. Uh, the casual fans are going to be out for Tampa and Tom Brady this year. The return yeah. of one Rob Gronkowski, the former WWE 24-7 champion. Um, uh for us Minnesota sports fans, you got a couple of gophers making their way to Tampa Bay. Uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. quickly became starting safety for them. And I uh, don't know if we'll see much of Tyler Johnson. Maybe there's a chance with Mike Evans out, but I would love to see Tyler Johnson take the field for Tampa was, on Sunday. I was kind of going to ask that because I think there's a play there because wh whoever's, you know, if, if Evans is really out, um, I think Lattimore is more comfortable outside, but I think he's going to travel with Godwin at that point. So to me, there's a there's an opportunity on the opposite side of that for somebody to step up. Is it, are we in consensus that it's Scotty Miller this week, or would you, you be bold enough to take? I mean, take, I, Tyler Johnson's not rostered in some of the shallower leagues I'm in right now. Is he somebody you'd be yeah. picking up and stashing on this opportunity? Um, as far as just making a starting play for this week, no, it's too risky. But certainly a guy I would take a speculative add-on in a dynasty format or even a redraft. Well, probably not a redraft league, but in a long-term play, maybe he gets an opportunity, maybe he doesn't. But if he does, I think he's going to make the most of it. He's a guy that I watch quite a bit play for the Gophers. And, you know, maybe his abilities don't show up at the Combine. Or on, you know, he's not going to blow you away with his size or his speed or, you know, really any of the measurables. But he's just a dude that makes plays out there. And I think if he gets a chance, he's going to make plays in the NFL. 
So maybe take a speculative ad if you got the roster space or a guy you can drop. But I think he's got a bright future ahead of him. And then maybe it's me being a homer, but I'd like to see him get a chance there. No, I'm excited too. Uh, we didn't really touch on the Saints side of things. Uh, is there really um, anything to worry about with Drew Brees maybe relinquishing too many snaps to Taysom Hill, or do you think that's overblown? I pause because I'm not I'm not totally certain. I I, w- I think it's a bad move anytime you take Drew Brees out from the quarterback position. I think it's just bad. It's bad numbers. It's bad percentages. And I think Taysom's an incredible athlete that would make a, a whale of a tight end. I wish he would just play tight end full time. Um, yeah. But uh, I guess will they use it again? I got to think that they'll show it at least once or twice just to make sure people have to keep preparing for it. I don't know that it's a part of the game plan the way it was late last season. Uh, yeah, right. Andy Sanders, you get Jared Cook back, back healthy. I think that was dealing them dealing with a lack of, of weapons, to something to try to get some to, uh, pressure off Thomas and Kamara. Um, yeah, so we'll it still see. Feels like, Sorry, still feels like an offense built for Breeze. Um, I think the Taysom thing will still be kind of a gimmicky wrinkle. Hopefully uh, hopefully they keep Breeze on the field most of the time because even though Taysom sometimes showed up more than Breeze, especially in that playoff game against the Vikings, I still think the offense is best when run through Drew. Um, nothing's really changed too much other than adding Emmanuel Sanders to that offense, but it uh, should still be a really fun team to watch despite me hating the New Orleans Saints for non-fantasy reasons. Um, why don't we why don't we move on to the Sunday night game? Uh, Dallas LA Rams opening of SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. Should be a slobber knocker again. I don't know why I keep using that word. <laughs> but uh, super interesting game. Uh, Dan, why don't you give us your thoughts on that game? C D Lamb. Brilliant. I cannot wait. Three wides. Uh, I'm looking forward to McCarthy implementing a high high scoring offense there. Uh, I think Dak Prescott's got a lot going for him. I think Zeke, I think Tony Pollard might get a little bit more touches this year. Uh, that offensive line's going to keep doing what they're doing. Neither team can really slow either one of them down. So uh, I think both were uh, top three in terms of uh, pace of play last year. So I'm expecting this one to be a true slobber knocker, if you will. Uh, <laughs> That's three times, three slots. Uh, Rams, show. I'm interested. You know, I'm, I'm interested in that backfield. I, you know, you, you got uh, Henderson, who I think is injured. You got Cam Eckers, who I, I believe obviously... he practiced actually late this week. Okay, so we'll see. Uh, you got Akers, who's a rookie. Uh, we'll see. You know how how acclimated he can get. Um, you got Malcolm Brown, the old guy. Uh, I, you know they they've made some transitions in the middle of the season last year. Kind of took away from some production from Cooper Cup. Uh, I'm excited uh, to see what Higby can do again this season. Um, but, yeah, I think there's a lot more excitement and a lot more sustainability around that excitement excitement around the, the Cowboys' offense. Would any of you be surprised if they led the league in passing this year? No. Dallas? Not yeah. at all. Yeah. No, I'm with Not you. Not one I, bit. I, I'm, I'm uh, really getting bullish on CeeDee Lamb. Uh I think the talent's just special. Um, run after catch, something that they probably don't have with the other two guys quite as much. Um, 
I'm so excited to see this. This is I, I'm really glad this is the Sunday nighter because this is going to be a, a heck of a game. Yeah, CD yeah, Lamb, Lamb scored a touchdown this week. I just something tells me almost guaranteed. Yeah, CD I think is going to be primed for a monster debut on primetime. Uh, wearing number 88, the legacy number in Dallas for wide receivers. Jerry Jones actually kind of forced him to take that number. That's how much he loves C.D. Lamb. And I think all of us fantasy owners with a share of C.D. Lamb are going to be maybe changing our own jersey numbers to 88 after watching this man play. He's going to be a freak from my favorite college football team, Oklahoma. Um, if I can get that plug in. Love C.D. Lamb. Can't wait to watch him play. Super pumped to watch this game. I can't believe what I'm hearing from a bunch of Minnesotans. Sky, you ma. Get out of here with this <laughs> LSU and Oklahoma stuff. No, I actually like the Gophers more than Oklahoma, but they've barely been relevant in my life, so I kind of They're relevant them. now, though. Row that boat. Oh, certainly. Yeah, I'm going to row the boat. Me and PJ Fleck will be rowing. Um, so, yeah, uh, two Monday night games, as is custom, in week one of the NFL season. Um, which one of these two games interests you more, Josh? Steelers-Giants or Titans-Broncos? Uh, Steelers-Giants pretty easily. I, I want to see what Ben looks like. Um, I'm pretty confident uh, in Juju's ability. Um I think maybe last year kind of gave us a sense that he's not that pure number one outside receiver, but that doesn't mean he can't return to the 140 targets, nearly 100 catch type season he had as a 23-year-old. Um, I'm I'm super bullish on Deontay Johnson. I know um, I debated doing his film, uh, so you know uh, it's uh, it's going to be a really interesting game uh, from the New York side. I guess I'm excited to see Dan Jones, but. More so in the sense that I'm kind of cringing to see Dan Jones. Uh, I think he's got enough weapons around him, but can this offensive line come together quick enough um, to allow him to blossom? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm skeptical about the Giants again this year, and I don't think that's a bold take. But uh, if anybody disagrees with me, go ahead and step in here. No, no I don't I disagree. That... Sorry, Dan, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I'd echo how uh, op optimistic you are about Deontay Johnson. Led all rookies in uh, catches last year with absolutely nobody throwing him the quarterback. What was his name? Mason Rudolph. Are you kidding me? I mean, this is Big Ben. He's coming back. Uh, I think the Steelers are for real this year. That offense is going to come back. So, really looking forward to the Steelers' uh, offensive yeah, kind of an underrated game, actually. I don't believe in the Giants much from a football standpoint, but I think there is a lot of interesting wrinkles with that team fantasy-wise. Which receiver kind of takes command between Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard, and Darius Slayton? If you guys had to pick one for redraft and one for Dynasty, which of those three do you prefer? Obviously not Golden for Dynasty, but I guess maybe we can limit this to Shepard and Slayton. Which one of those two guys would you prefer? Boy, I'm tepid on both, but I guess if you forced me to pick one, I think there's a little bit more big play ability, more number one ability in Darius Slayton. Um, so I guess, it, you know, it's all contextual. If, if you're a contender, I still I think I like Sterling Shepard a tiny bit better, but uh, long term, I like Slayton. Danny, you? Yeah, I'm a Shepard guy. Okay. Yeah, I'm a firm believer that Shepard's probably going to be their guy there, but... Uh, okay. That's the, the beauty of fantasy football, right? Everyone has differing opinions, and 
Yeah, I guess I lean Slayton, but uh, in- interesting to hear you guys go the other way a little bit because I was kind of curious why Shepard's ADP was slightly higher than Slayton. I was a little more interested in him, but we'll find out, I guess. Uh, last game of the week, uh, game actually I'm really excited to watch because of my man crush for A.J. Brown and my man crush for Jerry Judy, two of my favorite uh, young receivers in the NFL, Titans, Broncos. Uh Super, super excited to see Jerry. Um, loved him at Alabama. Um, unfortunately, it's starting to look like we're not going to see Cortland Sutton. Um, another guy that I know Josh loves and I do as well. Um, it sounds like no Hamler either. And that's the one that kind of bums me out. It's like if Sutton was going to miss, it'd be great to see Hamler get the opportunity. But it doesn't sound like he's going to be ready either. So yeah. Kind of a Jerry un- Judy. Yeah, kind of an unfortunate deal for Denver losing Von Miller. Uh, Drew Locke might need to show a little bit extra this week, prove that he can do it without uh, without a couple of his expected target guys out there. Maybe a bigger target share for Noah Fant. Maybe they just run the ball a lot because they got two very capable running backs in Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay. And I am a definite Philip Lindsay truther. I believe he's going to take that job to himself or at least take the majority of the carries by midseason. Um, I, if you guys disagree with me, I'd like to hear your counterpoints. I don't know. Do either of you prefer Melvin Gordon in a short short term or long term aspect? As in short term, are we talking the next six to eight weeks? Cause I kind of feel like you, that Gordon's going to have it for the first half of this season. So I guess if you're strictly talking redraft, but uh, I don't think he's going to be there long, long term beyond maybe next year danny yeah i don't know i'm excited to see how that one unfolds uh i really don't know which one's uh gonna take melvin's not done no he's not i I mean they pay the money if you follow the money so i mean i'd say gordon probably and i think that's a safe assumption to make that uh you follow the money but there also was a similar assumption made when they drafted both Royce Freeman, well, and Lindsey was undrafted. Freeman, they spent, I believe, a second-round pick on. And Philip Lindsey almost immediately won that job from him. So they're not afraid to start him over someone they spent more draft capital on. Um, I think he's a better running back. And I think it was intended to be more of a 60-40 Melvin deal. But I'm pretty sure Philip Lindsey is going to make it 50-50 almost immediately and then start making that number climb to his side more at least maybe i'm just hoping but i think phil blinsey is actually a really good running back and i'm excited to see how he fits into an offense that's actually more dynamic than it has been at any point in his career with denver um sure hope because i can't take another year like last year yeah uh, for sure um titans uh Similar look to their team this year as what we had last year. They brought back Ryan Tannehill, um, gave uh, Derrick Henry a pretty meaty contract extension, another year for A.J. Brown, hopefully getting more accustomed to that offense and more target share. Um, a lot of people expecting a Janu Smith breakout this year. Uh, Josh, you're the guy that studies tight ends more than most. What do you see in Janu Smith, and do you concur or disagree with that assessment? No, I actually like the, the 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 idea. He he didn't make the twenty that I studied, but I did watch four games of his uh, just on condensed replay 
Um, and I guess the one thing that, that he has for sure that correlates to some of the better tight ends I studied is, is yards after catch and the ability uh, to not only break tackles, but then break away from defenders. Um, he's exceptionally rare in that area. And I guess they've got a couple guys that can do that. But uh, it really wouldn't shock me to see Johnny finish in the top 10 or 8 of tight ends this year. I, I think he's an incredible athlete. All right. Uh, any last points either of you want to make on Sunday slate of games before we move on? I'm just excited for the whole thing. I'm excited to wake up that morning, have a cup of coffee, follow it shortly with a beer, uh, watch the, the fantasy football now or whatever on ESPN. I'm, I'm excited for the whole the whole Sunday um, to just enjoy football. We, we kind of all need it, if, if you ask me. And um, certainly I'm excited to see the Vikings, but I'm just excited to enjoy a Sunday on my couch. Definitely. Absolutely. All right. So uh, one idea we kind of had that we're going to do all year long on our preview shows is we're going to do kind of a pseudo draft where the three of us are going to commit to studying in depth on the either on the all 22 or condensed, whatever we have time for, because we all work, you know, normal nine to five jobs as well. so for week one, I think we're just going to pick one game apiece, which game we want to break down in detail and bring to you a recap on our next episode. All right, so with the first pick, we're going to go to one Danny Higgins. Uh, Danny, which game would you like to break down for us next week? This is easy. With the first overall pick, I'm going to take uh, the first overall pick in Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals uh, at home. Paul Brown Stadium against the Los Angeles Chargers. Looking forward to really getting a deep dive, breaking down both sides of the ball for both teams. See you next week. That would have been my first pick, so you sniped me. Um, don't blame me, though. You're an LSU guy. I'll let you have that one, but I'm certainly going to be watching that game at some point. Um, probably going to watch that on All-22 later in the week when I have time. Uh, unfortunately, I drew the short straw, so Josh, you get the second pick. Um, I think I know where you're going, but why don't you tell all of us which game you want to break down in depth for us? Yeah, so I'm taking the Niners and the uh, Cardinals. And uh, a bit, you know, I talked about this game in the preview, and, and I specifically left this bit out because I was hoping I would get this matchup. The best matchup in pro football this weekend is going to be rookie Isaiah Simmons matching up against my favorite non Viking in the league, George Kittle. Um, I am so excited to study this in depth. And, you know, the, the other guy they got to bring to, to Kittle, you know, that did a lot of the heavy lifting last year was Buda Baker. And I'm, I'm just excited to see, can the Cardinals, who got just utterly pummeled by tight ends last year, in their first matchup after addressing it with a very high pick on a very good player, um, how does that uh, that interaction flesh itself out? Uh, so that's uh, that's my game. I hope I didn't snipe you there, Nudes. Well, I was certainly under consideration for me. Uh, I have uh, I had to kind of dive deep on this one. I actually broke this game down briefly earlier in our rapid fire, but I'm gonna kind of go outside the box a little bit and. Um, I really want to deep dive on Zach Moss because I love him like my own child. So we're going to be watching the Buffalo Bills play the New York football Jets. Thank you, Chris Berman, even though he usually would say Giants. Um, 
but yeah, Buffalo Jets is going to be my game. I will uh, certainly be interested more on the Buffalo side of things, but I think we can learn a lot about this Jets offense this week. Uh, another year under Adam Gase for Sam Darnold. You know, maybe not the best coach to have continuity under, but continuity nonetheless is better than turnover. Um, should be more familiar with that offense. Actually, kind of like Brashad Perriman uh, showed me some unexpected skill last year in his time in Tampa late in the season due to some injuries, but could be kind of the type of receiver Sam Darnold needs to maybe take a step forward. Um, as far as Buffalo, I already mentioned a lot of the reasons why I'm interested in their game, but to reiterate, Stefan Diggs, super dynamic route runner. Um, Josh Allen, not the most accurate passer. Diggs was very frustrated with Kirk Cousins, and I think undeservedly so. Um, how quickly is his relationship with Josh Allen going to last? He's kind of shown himself to be a bit of a diva. Um, is he more ups- or was he more upset about maybe Kirk's personality, or was it something on the field? I'm not really sure. I don't really understand why he was upset um but the thing with josh allen is he's pretty inaccurate uh deep deep down the field even though he's got a live arm i want to see how that relationship works itself out maybe they get off to a hot start and they keep it going and things won't uh, deteriorate as quickly for them but nonetheless uh Buffalo Bills, New York Jets should be fun. Looking forward to it. Uh, that's about all we have for you guys this week. Well, um, real, real quick, let's just let let the let the new listeners, let anybody who's listening know. So oh. we're gonna be back next week. Well, we're gonna record Monday night. It'll be in your ears sometime Tuesday in the morning, um, and then we're gonna record uh, again on Thursday night of next week, and we'll do a game preview type of of, of episode like this. Um, so that's going to kind of be our, our in-season and lineup as we go forward. So just kind of letting the listeners know what to expect. Again, if you have already listened to this, we very much appreciate you being in on the ground floor. And we want you to uh, to know that we appreciate it. And we hope that you would do us a, one more favor and give us a positive review on whatever service you are listening to us on. I know I don't think Spotify allows for reviews. So if you could at least, uh, if you have access to Apple Podcasts, maybe give us a five-star rating on Apple Um you know, write something nice. We'd really appreciate that. Help us get noticed. Help us get onto the charts, hopefully, eventually, and uh, get some more ears on this thing. Let us grow as podcasters. And uh, we appreciate you being along for the ride right away. And uh, uh, again, I wanted to thank Danny for joining us. Uh, sh- should be uh, with us for the rest of the way. Um, looking forward to doing this with you guys twice a week during the season, once a week in the off season. That's our plan. Um, going to be a really exciting football season i can't freaking wait agreed and uh real quick i'm uh, uh at dynasty oasis you can find my work on dynasty nerds and and check out everything else dynasty nerds has has uh on the website hashtag nerd nerd herd. Yeah, and we'll have to get Danny a Twitter handle so you can interact with him. But for now, he's off Twitter. Um, I am on Twitter at Nasty Newts, N-A-S-T-Y-N-E-U-T-Z. Um, feel free to interact with us. I will uh, share with you my medium level of knowledge. Uh, I don't tweet much, but when I do, it's high-quality stuff. So look forward to seeing at least one tweet a week from me. 
Anything you want to say, Dan, before we leave? I just uh, had a lot of fun here, guys, and looking forward to it. So go Tigers. Looking forward to Sunday. All righty. Well, see you guys uh, probably next uh, Tuesday morning. We'll be posting. We'll be posting our reactions to week one. Um, Can't wait. Uh, Everyone enjoy your beautiful NFL Sunday.